because, uh, because of what Daniel shared, but I just wanted to meditate with you really quickly, uh, real, look real quickly at um, Christmas and uh, the gospel and see what they have to say to a little bit about where we have to be, uh, where we are today. Um, so again, this will be short, uh, but we're going to st- look at just two verses, um, not from Philippians, but from the gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke is a—it's one of the four Gospels that uh, was written that were written about Jesus' life, uh, and so um, we're looking at the beginning of the Gospel where it's talking about Jesus' um, birth. And, you know, one of the, the shocking things is about the Gospel is that God takes on flesh, which means He needs to be born. And so we're going to look at that and, uh, and look and see what that has to do with joy. So if you have your bulletin, uh, look with me at this. Uh, this is Luke chapter two. Uh, And this is God's word. And the angel of the Lord said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let me pray for us. Father, thanks for this word, for these two quick verses, uh, which tell us the great news, the good news of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Help us as we look at it, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Um, so, it's Christmas again, obviously. Uh, we're, we're at that time of season, and uh, for all of us, that means a whole lot of different things. I remember when I was growing up, Christmas would, I was, you know, I was all of 16 years old, and I knew everything about the world, and uh, Christmas would come around, come around, and I was like, ugh, Christmas, Grinch, Grinch, humbug, and I just had a bad attitude about Christmas. Um, and I sometimes still do, you know, it's kind of hard. It can be hard to, in the midst of what often feels like awkward family stuff and rampant materialism. Like I watched some videos today of Black Friday rushes and it's just like absurd. The stuff that happens in Walmart, uh, as people are just like streaming and trampling people and you're like, what, why do we do this? And, um, yeah. So anyways, uh, I want to look briefly at, um, what Christmas is about, what Christmas is really about. Um, so I would encourage you to consider anew tonight and this Christmas season, um, what's happening here? What's happening here? And we're going to look at that in, in two ways tonight. We're going to look at two invasions, two invasions tonight of heaven invading earth. Um, and so we're going to look at these two invasions. And the first invasion is... Um, is right is, is in Luke 22. It's in the narrative, and it says an angel said to them. So, all right, what's the context? May, you may or may not know this. That uh, the the story of Luke picks up, and there's these shepherds who are um, you know shepherds. They keep sheep. They protect sheep, and they're out in the fields at night. And um, it's a pretty normal night for them. You can actually you know the Middle East, Israel looked very similar to where we live in Las Cruces you know, uh, the landscape. and So you can imagine up on like Dripping Springs or something like that, there's guys with sheep. It's pitch black because there's no electricity. The fire's starting to die down. There may be swapping stories, but they're probably just quiet, you know, starting to get ready. You can hear the occasional baa of a sheep, some hoof stamping, that kind of thing. Um, It's a pretty normal night. And not only is it a normal night, it's been really normal in Israel for 400 years. There hasn't been a prophet for 400 years, they're like, okay, we're God's people, but we don't know what's going on. We haven't heard anything from God for a minute. 
And so it's a normal night in a normal year, normal dudes just like working their thing and all of a sudden just like boom, it just lights up like you wouldn't believe, like daylight. And you can imagine like they had no idea of what electricity was. So all of a sudden, like it's just daylight bright and there's this celestial figure who appears to them and they're like terrified, absolutely blown out of their socks. It's like an invasion of an army. And later it talks about literally an, an army of angels who are singing around them. It's like a heavenly invasion. And they're like, what the heck is this? And they're terrified, right? So makes sense. I think you and I would be too. And so the first thing, this, is this heavenly invasion, this angel says to them, he says, fear not. Fear not. And he says, why do it? Why fear not? He says, for I bring to you. He says, here's the reason he says, don't be afraid. He says, fear not. Why? For behold, I bring to you good news of great joy. So he's invading. This angel is invading and he says, I have big news. I have big news. Okay, and so he says, I have, he says, literally, I have good news. And the word he uses here is, you've heard me talk about this before. It's the Greek word euangelion, euangelion. And it literally means good news. It's a really good translation. In fact, the word euangelion, you hear anglo in there. You hear, that's the same word that we get the word angel, which is messenger. So it's literally good news, good, good, good word. And it's the word that they would use, again, with our invasion of when there had been a great military victory, someone, a messenger would run ahead to the city and say, like, we won. I've got the good news. Our, our side won in the battle. And so he comes and he says, I've got big battle news, good battle news of great joy. Okay, so here it is. I've got good news. And, and, and then that good news is what we translate today, the gospel. He says, I have the gospel, the good news. That word gospel is an old English word. So from old, old Germanic English, that literally translates good spell. Good spell, that's the etymology of the word. It's like a good story. So he's saying here, I've got good news or gospel of great joy. Well, what's the news? Well, that, that, that brings us to the second invasion the second invasion that's happening here. He says, I have good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And then here it is. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So he's coming. He says, I've got great battle news of a victory, of victorious news of a baby being born. A baby being born who is, and he gives him three titles here. He says, he's the Savior He's Christ and he's the Lord. He's Savior, he's Christ and the Lord. And those three words are incredibly important. Those three words are the gospel. Savior, Christ, and Lord. That is the gospel and that's the good news. And that's the source of this great joy that he gives him. Okay, so let's look at these three words. Savior. What is that word? What is that word Savior. Well, Matthew tells us a little bit in Matthew's account of Jesus' birth when the angel again brings good news to Mary and he says, what the angel says to Mary, he says, your child, he will, be, he will be the one who saves his people from their sin. He saves his people from their sin. And that is Jesus' first role. Here he is, Jesus invading earth as a baby to save his people from, his, from their sins. 
And that's good news because why? Because otherwise, all of a sudden, when you start talking about sins, that's where it gets personal with you and me. Because without this heavenly invasion, you and I, we would be stuck in our sins, right? We would be stuck in a world of sins. And not only would we be stuck in it, we would be condemned in it. We would be condemned in wrath and judgment that God could justly, without any injustice, condemn us to wrath and punishment forever, for eternity. And so here's Jesus, this first, the first invasion that Jesus is coming down. He's invading the earth. He's be, this is God becoming flesh, becoming man. How? To save us from our sins. And so the minute Christmas happens, Christmas points us to the cross. Christmas points us to the cross of Jesus'. Yes, Jesus comes and he was a great teacher and he did miracles and those are so important and beautiful, but Christmas instantly should point us all to the cross, which points us to Jesus' death on the cross for our sin. That's the beginning of the good news. But that's not it. He gives it that's not all of it. He gives us more. He says he's the Christ. He's the Christ here. Well, what does that mean? Well, Christ is the it, it translates as the anointed one, the one who is christened. That's how we get the word christened. You know, when a king is christened, they're, um, they're anointed. And so here he is the Christ. And, and, and what that means is he's the anointed king. And that's also the idea of in the city of David. Here is Jesus who is the anointed king after David, who was the greatest king Israel had ever seen. And so here he is saying, not only is he the savior, but he's the king. He's this great king And here's why this is good news. Because a king has power and authority to bring justice and peace and righteousness and hope, not just spiritually, but in the whole world, in all of our lives. And and this is so important because Jesus does not, he comes first to deal with sin. But he doesn't just deal with sin on a spiritual level. As king, as Christ, he begins to push back against sin in the whole world. As king, a king has, has an effect on the economics, has effects on politics, has effects on family, has effects on social and racial issues, everything. And that's what Jesus does when he says the kingdom of God is present, that God is, in, as C.S. Lewis says, he talks about Aslan, he's on the move. Christ is invading our world, not just to conquer sin, but to push away all the effects of sin in our world. Do you see why that's good news when he says Christ, the anointed one, is here, not just to save his people, but to actually bring the kingdom of God so that all the effects of sin in our world, pick one, injustice, racism, poverty, abuse, all of those things he is crushing and doing away with. That's good news. That's what this good news that he's telling us is. is. There's one more he says here. He's Savior, he's Christ, but he's also Lord. He's also Lord. Now what is that? This is a divine title. This is saying that Jesus is not just some human being that God comes along and says, I think at this point in history, I'll pick this human being and put my extra special power on him, and now he'll go be king and savior. No, he's saying that this is actually God himself. 
This is God Himself. And we looked at that earlier this semester in Philippians, right? When we looked at chapter 2 and it says, though He was in the very nature, form of God, indistinguishable God, He did not consider that something to be held on to, something to be grasped or gripped, but He gave it up and took the form of a servant and came down and humbled Himself and even died on a cross. And so this is God Himself the Lord God of the Old Testament become human being. And you know what that means? It means that he can actually do the things that the Christ and the Savior does. As God, he can save his people. As Christ, he can push back all the effects of sin in our world. Now, if these three things are true, all of a sudden, here's this angel saying, yeah, I'm an, I'm an invasion into your world. But I'm not the invasion into your world. This baby, this baby that we celebrate over Christmas, this is the invasion. This is the good news for all the world. And that look, look, look what he says here. He says, look, it says, I bring you great news, good news of great joy for all the people. And that all is unquant. It's, it's, there's no qualification for that news. There's no, it's for this group or for this group. And it's significant that he comes to specifically shepherds, right? He's not coming to the king and saying, hey, by the way, you guys who are at the top, you guys are in better condition now. No, he comes to the people who were the equivalent of the blue-collar workers, the ones who nobody really liked to hang out with. Shepherds were not high on the social pecking order back then. They did menial work. They were kind of gruff. They spent their day with smelly sheep. They were definitely lower class. And all of a sudden, it'd be just like, it would be like an angel coming to a random pecan farmer in Nowhereville, Anthony, Texas, and saying, I've got the best news in the whole wide world for you. And they're going to be like, what? Me? And that starts the precedent of the whole gospel, that it's for everyone. It's for all races. It's for all nations. It's for all socioeconomic classes. It's for, all, it's for men. It's for women. It's for children. It's for old. It's for young. It's for everyone. It's that good news. That's the good news that he has, that he has for us. It means literally everyone. This divine invasion of God invading our world to deal with sin, to save us from our sin, to bring his kingdom as the anointed king and to do it as one with the authority of God himself because he is God. Now, if that's all true, if this is really true, that fear not for behold, I have for you great news, good news of great joy for all the people. Oh my gosh, that's actually good news, which means it's actually, that it is joyful news. It's actually joyful news, which means that Christmas is the, we celebrate what Christ has done in coming, and we celebrate what Christ is doing through his spirit, we, and we anticipate joyfully what Christ will do in bringing his kingdom. So Christmas is not just another rigmarole that we have to go through that just breaks up our semesters. No, Christmas is like the high point of our of our year. It's the point where we as Christians say, we have hope, we have joy, we have something to rejoice in as a community. 
of God's great invasion, of God coming to earth to save men and women from sin and to bring them into a kingdom of perfect peace and hope and righteousness and justice, all the things that we are desperately looking for in our world in the midst of what often feels like a mundane, joyful, joyless plod, right? That's the great news. That's the joyful news. It gives us the ability to pull out of the funks that we get ourselves in, out of despair. It gives us freedom from sin. It gives us hope. It gives us peace. It gives us joy. So this Christmas, I encourage you to think anew about this good news, this good news for you, for me, and for our world. Let me pray for us. Father, thanks for this good news of great joy. Thank you that you did 2,000 years ago invade our world and that your spirit is still at work pushing back the effects of the fall and that you have given us a piece of that. Father, may that give us great joy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.